everyone, and welcome to another episode of Locker Break. I'm Sarah Blyle, and today I will be interviewing Rising Star teachers Valeria Gober, Melissa Knowles, and Bob Nadir about how they help their students create. This is a part of the Hall Pass Love series. How do you help your students create? Well, as an eighth grade English teacher, there's a lot of opportunities for creativity in my class, whether it's through writing or reading with expression. But one of the things that I always tell my students is that I feel that often they're not given credit for what they're capable of. And so when they have an idea or a spark that comes up in class, I encourage them to chase after it and to really pursue those ideas, whether it means doing something extra on the side or or taking a complete tangent from what we're doing in class. Um, usually those are the things worth pursuing and, and worth the time. That's a great question, Sarah. I provide guidelines for projects, and we also look for tools to help them out. Like we use green screens, microphones, give them quiet spaces, anything like that to help them when they're doing recordings. I like to show examples for the students, but I don't give them the whole project. Typically, I leave my examples unfinished because I want the kids to come up with some creative ideas on their own and not just copy something that I've given them. I do like to set very high expectations for the students and have them rise to the occasion, and typically they do. So it's really cool to see what they end up coming in with. Is oftentimes a completely different idea than I had. I also like to provide choices for the kids because I feel like they're more invested when it's something that's interesting to them. How do I help them create? Well, the first thing we got to do is get them to be creative, which when you ask students to be creative, they don't want to let that inner child out right now. They want to basically just, I'm too cool, I'm a middle schooler. You know, and they don't want to let that. So I tell them, I said, you've got to let your little five-year-old self out. Let that person ask all those questions and go, what about this and create this and create this? So I need them to be creative first. But then we got to give them the environment to create. Tell us about your favorite project that you've had your students do. Well, last year we had a unique situation arise where my second period class, which was my gifted English section, just had the idea. It was the spur of the moment one day. Some of the students started saying, well, hey, what if we put on the play uh, The Diary of Anne Frank? And that was in the middle of us reading it. We had not even finished reading the play. And so they seemed rather passionate about that. And I thought it was one of those things that would just kind of move on, but no, they pursued it. And so it it just kind of grew and snowballed until we had a full-blown production in our in our auditorium. So the favorite one that I have is during our cells unit, we study concussions. The students have to design a prototype helmet, and then they're testing it using eggs to represent the brain, of course, and that's always fun and exciting. They get to create a way to communicate the importance of wearing a helmet while riding their bike or scooter or things like that. 
Uh, their audience is targeted at the elementary and middle school level age, and so they make a video, they can make a podcast, a newscast, or even a digital storybook. They did really a great job on those. They were all very interesting. I like this project mainly because it encourages students to get out um, and ride a bike, um, but also a lot of them know, and even themselves will be a and willing to admit that they don't wear their helmet like they're supposed to. So they learn the importance of that and how this can affect our cells and specifically our brain and can it can cause neurological damage. And it's just simply a thing of, well, wearing a helmet's not really cool. So it's teaching them that, hey, there is a reason for this and them understanding that. And many of them have said, hey, I'm wearing my helmet now, which is great to see and hear them um, talk about. I have a lot of favorites. I mean, there's there's... 3D modeling creations that they've done. There's movie creations that they've done, animations that they've done. And I've had different students coming out with such major ideas. Even 3D modeling, when I see a student that has solved a school problem, um, like I had two students design the door chalk for the doors in the classroom so that they don't have to use the magnets. And when they designed it, it was working great, but it wasn't working perfect for every door. So then I had another student take over and redesign it. So it's cool to see one student take what another person did, redesign it, and now they're all over the school. So those those functional ones are great. But then even some of the videos, I had a girl who said, I want to be like Flash. And so we set up the special effects issues to say, okay, well, if you run down the hall and then speed it up and then do the special effects of lightning striking behind you, it just came out as a great video. And what do you hope your students learn from these projects? My main goal for the students is to be able to be brave and to take risks throughout life and to try new things and to not be scared of failing because sometimes it's through that failure that we learn more about ourselves and and we also grow. And so that's the biggest thing. You know, English class tends to be a bit uh, more flexible than other classes because our curriculum gives us room for creativity. And so through that, I really want them to be able to step out of their comfort zone. I really want them to learn that the project is relevant. So I want it to connect to their lives in some way that they can use that. And then it's going to be something that they remember, that knowledge, instead of just reading it out of a textbook, it's applicable. They need to understand that just having the knowledge, though, isn't enough. They've got to be able to apply it and do something with that. So I like being able to give them the opportunity to communicate that knowledge because I I feel like that's very important, especially in today's job market. It's successful. Communications is a huge key, whether it's on social media, whether it's, you know, just through typing and communicating through emails and things like that, but also to show them that they've got to be able to produce quality work. And it's not always just writing a paragraph. It's other ways to present that information and that knowledge that they learned. That they can do it. And that's a huge issue, that they can do it. They can fail and create and fail and create until they get something that works and that no matter what happens, they can keep changing and adjusting and you're never going to get the perfectly way they want, but you can solve problems. And that's, I always tell them the number one job skill right now today is creative problem solving. And if you can be a creative problem solver, you're going to do well in your job, whatever your job is, because you have those skills so that's probably the, one of the biggest takeaways I want them to have from me is that they, they can solve problems creatively. During the month of February, Hall Pass Entertainment has been showing its love to the people that help it exist. So for the teachers that we featured today and those of you that we hope to feature sometime in the future, thank you. We couldn't do what we do without you. 
Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit Hall Pass Entertainment at Hall Pass Creates on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at Hall Pass Entertainment. See you soon.